It's Calling the Dogs with Chansey and Chi, and we are back with another episode. Uh, Today we are focusing on our position groups and kind of doing a deep dive on each group, looking at pros, cons, uh, everything we're excited about, what we're concerned about. Uh, Wanted to give a little heads up, so in this episode, uh, naturally we record before the big news breaks. Eric Gilbert has uh, is currently left the team for personal issues. Uh, he is not, or at least is not practicing with the team. Uh, details on that are still pretty murky, uh, but Kirby has come out and said that uh, we are doing everything we can to take care of him. We hope that um, he's getting the help that he needs. Uh, we don't know many issues. There's a lot of rumors floating around, but just uh, don't speculate. Uh, Hopefully, we're getting all the help uh, for Tim that we can. Uh, so, but we do mention a lot in this episode that he is. We expect him to play a huge role, and I think we all did that. And uh, so, we talk about that a lot in this episode. Uh, needless to say, he's focused around in that wide receiver tight end category. But we bring him up a lot. But we've also got a lot of a lot of other guys that we spend a lot of time on. But wanted to give a heads up on that. So, uh, but that's what we're going to be focusing on this episode and diving into the schedule. So. Uh, Let's get rolling. Well, Chansey, let's get to the meat of it. We got some position breakdowns here. We've got pretty much. I'm looking at this list, and I made this list like, you know, who are the four or five top guys at every position, you know, so we can take a look at it. And it's like, man, there's not a single position that I think that there's just a lack of talent period i mean there's there's a couple that i'm a little concerned about we'll get into those in a second let's go uh position by position here uh qbs what's it what's the quarterback from california is that what's his name yeah that's right jt daniels is he gonna be the truth or not chance um i I think with when it comes to jt i think there is um there's a hype about jt and then there's people that don't think he can do anything. I think we're much more closer to the hype than we are to to the backside that he hasn't had to prove. So I think the guy's got incredible talent. Do I think he's going to be the best quarterback that's ever – like is he going to be the best quarterback that's ever played in college football? Uh, absolutely not. But I think the guy has got the talent that we need with the weapons that we have somehow procured over the last six months to be a pretty incredible – Force. You hear guys talking in camp. Camp, the, the information that we have from camp has never looked like it has when it comes to the offensive side of the ball in terms of guys are getting pretty amped up about our offensive production while we've been at camp and how we've been practicing, and, and guys are pretty excited. And we are normally pretty lock and key, like very zip, not a nothing when it comes to – uh, to the offense, um, but our guys are they're kind of shaking in their boots to talk about what we have going on, and I think JT is a big part of that. I think that JT, I think he hit hit the nail on the head there. I mean, I think he's got all the phys- physical attributes. You know, he's going to be the guy that we lean on to make the big play in the game. But w- what are we going to see from him leadership wise? And 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 I think the earlier reports have been really good that he has been the guy that's going to be that's that's you know being the guy is fairly vocal at practice. You know, uh, the guy that's going to make sure everybody's in you know where they need to be lined up correctly, knows the play, and you know a guy like Aaron Murray did that a lot. You know, several years ago 
you know, he was the guy that everybody could lean on. He knew the playbook front and back. Everybody talks about how JT Daniels is, is, is so much like that. He's a he's a guy that's going to be in the film room, uh, you know, from at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day after practice. So, looking forward to seeing how he leads this team, and then behind him, I mean, you still got some of the guys that were here last year, Carson Beck. You got Stetson. Uh, old step man people are gonna forget about him but he's still there baby <laughs> but and then you got Brock and and, and Brock Vandegrift and then you got uh, Gunner who is uh, committed for next year so the quarterback position is I think pretty good at this point I think JT is kind of taking Brock under his helm uh, and and has really been you know a teacher and a mentor for him uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to how that progresses for the year uh, as for running back, Running back is not a question mark whatsoever. <laughs> we got four horses, and every single one of them, and this is our only problem, every single one of them can get the job done. Who, I mean, Zamir's going to be, he's going to be the workhorse. He's got to be. He's going to be the Nick Chubb to the Sony Michelle. I mean, and, and Cook, Cook had a better year last year. I know I kind of have been down on him before, and I'm still not completely sold. I'm, I'm just not. And I want to see more. You know, he had a really good game against South Carolina last year, and I want to see more breakout runs from him. He's got the speed, he's got the ability, he's got the talent. He's just got to put it all together. But we need. I think I put it this way. I was texting our group text about it. I put it this way: We need a. Uh, we need number three and number four to be like number twenty-seven and number one were in two thousand seventeen. We need that more than anything. No, I, I I agree. I I think too when it comes to to, to Cook, I, I think I think Munkin understands what kind of player he is, and better utilizes him in the offense. I think we have to. No, he definitely. Does. I think we have to break him out of the running back mold a little bit. Run, putting the guy in slot, setting him up, putting him on the outside, like getting him, get the guy in open space and let him work. I think you're going to see a good year from him having a full year under Munkin, Munkin to understand what he is in terms of a player and be able to best utilize him as a as a serious weapon. And so I think I, I think about it a little different from the 27 and, and 1 perspective because I think it, Cook is not – he's not Sony. But if we're looking at these four guys and if we got to get it done, I am beyond pumped about Milton. And just what he is going to bring to the table. It's just so hard. How do you figure out how to share those carries between four bodies? I mean, two two guys is one thing, and that's. I mean, I love the fact that Zeus and Cook are upperclassmen. They've been around the block a little bit. They've got a ton of experience. I love all of that. But at the end of the day, are they going to be better? Are they going to give us the better better chance to win than? KM squared, as they like to call him. Uh, so I don't know, man. It's I love Kendall, and I think actually it's funny. I said that that Kenny Mack was actually more like Sony than Cook is, but I think Kendall Milton's actually more like Chubb than Zeus is. They're a little bit different. They're almost more of a. They're a little bit closer to what each other uh, can, you know, what each other's uh, strengths and, and weaknesses. Well, let's let's move, to, and I, I kind of mentioned them a little bit. What's your gut reaction when you look at our wide receiver core? Just give me the gut. Just what what are you thinking right now? (laughs) (laughs) I 
I'm sorry. Dude, dude, when when could we say that this is something that we've we've had anything remotely close to this? Ever? I mean, it like what is so depressing is this would be top to bottom would be our best wide receiver core ever if Pickens and it may still be, I don't know, shoot. If Pickens was healthy, this would be one of those things where I'm like, this is it. This is absolutely it. If number one was healthy, r- put her name on the trophy, damn it. <laughs> hey, I'm knocking on wood. I'm knocking on wood. Don't worry about it. Jermaine showing up at the end of the season. The guy is the guy's a big deal. I, I, I am excited about where he's headed. I think he showed up. He started to show up a little bit. Kiaris obviously is where he he kept us in games last year. He he saved us in a lot of situations. The guy's a is a playmaker. Um, Arian Smith decided that he's very fast and <laughs> and he's going to be streaking down the sideline. I mean, and Marcus Romero Jack Saint is like Jack Saint is. We've just got we've got more talent than we know what to do with because now that Eric's coming in, who is that tight end wide receiver hybrid? Because we basically told him. The reason he came to us is we said, we're going to play you at receiver. I mean, that's what we told him. We said, you're going to get a lot of time at receiver because we got more freaking tight ends. That's our next thing we're going to talk about. We got more tight ends than we know what to freaking do with. And and so he is going to be more of that hybrid, which is what we want to do. Putting him over the middle, you got to think of him as a pits type player of a guy that's going to be able to make plays in that, in that type of – And he doesn't have to worry about blocking. He doesn't have well. I mean, obviously, he's he needs to block. I mean, the, every wide receiver right. is going to block, and in and on the Georgia football team, they're gonna but block. not like a tight end. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to have to have his his hand in the ground. You know, I I, I Arik is he's one of those guys that you keep hearing how special he is, and you saw what he did at LSU last year, and you knew that he he has the ability, and we got to make sure. We utilize him, obviously, but whenever he was coming in, my thoughts were, okay, gosh, like we already have three established receivers, starting receivers. You know, how are we going to fit this guy in? And then Pickens goes down, and it's like, I'm not happy about it whatsoever, but that makes things a lot easier as far as figuring out how, how Arik uh, lines up on this on this offense. I mean, Burden and, and Kyrus, I think, I mean, obviously Kyrus had had established himself a long time ago in that slot spot. I mean, Jermaine and Reek can both line up at split in and at the wide receiver. I mean, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be awesome. And I'm I'm very excited to see it. And on top of that, I'm not trying to backtrack here, but I mean, our passing game is going to be so good. Uh, obviously by itself, but think about this too. You got these upperclassmen running backs that we talked about earlier. Obviously, going to run run the ball downhill. Let's go! But they're also they're also some of the better blocking running backs in the in the country. So I'm man. I I think the sky's the limit. And then you got guys like Adane Mitchell, who I just figured out how to pronounce his name earlier. Uh, <laughs> Adane is. I mean, he's turning heads everywhere. I mean, it's just we got some talent, man. I'm excited. This wide receiver core is is, is as fun as we've had in a long time. Well, and the thing too, the thing that I'm like for Gilbert, but the nice thing is, is he's not our only option. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have to rely on him, and I think that that is a big that's a big deal to allow him time to blossom, get used to the system, be be a, a, be there for those. 
two or three big plays a game, especially at the beginning, that we're going to need him because he's a guy that can go into a game against Clemson and have that big third, third and and seven, eighteen yard catch downfield that can just go up and get it in the middle of the field that we need to 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 move the chains when we're trying to to score a game winning drive kind of thing, and so. Um, but he hasn't. He doesn't have to be the every down receiver, and that's what we've got to. That's what we got to have. And we've just got all these guys that they can make a play, and so um, that's what has me excited. Uh, but we do have a few other guys that also go across the middle that are large and are very good at football. Are you talking about Big O, baby? Yeah. <laughs> Big O, man. Uh, we've got we've got uh, at the tight end position. We've got Darnell Washington. John Fitzpatrick, and then Brock Bowers coming in as uh, just another stud. And so we are jacked at the tight end position. I'm just talking like Darnell was a force. He was just a pure God-given talent that comes in, a monster of a man. And then Fitzpatrick also had a great year. Uh, just Mr. Consistent showed up like we're excited about that. He's a good that. blocking tight end. And, uh, yeah. Exactly. And, uh, and, and, and we're excited about what Bowers is going to be able to do. So – I really expect the tight end position. We started to utilize it more uh, last season when we've been wanting to. I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped up of what we're going to be able to do uh, from the tight end position. Yeah, I, I mean, Darnell's obviously. I mean, he's a force. He's a freak. Uh, Fitzpatrick is, he's more of a fundamental tight end. I mean, uh, you're going to see him blocking well. Uh, he's not the most athletic guy in the world, but he's he's a pretty solid player. Apparently Brock Bowers is turning heads left and right all over the place at practice, which is awesome. And I I thought that he would come in and do well. He's a hard worker. I mean, he's a no-nonsense kind of guy. His recruitment was, was, I mean, there was no flair to it. Whenever he committed, it was just like, yeah, I'm going to Georgia. And then it was done. I mean, he just, there was no other, he wasn't flirting with anybody. He was just like, I'm a dog, let's go. And he got to work, and I love it. So, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see some multiple tight end sets with Darnell and Brock. I don't even know what number Brock's gonna be. We'll we'll have to look that up later. Uh, so I'm I'm excited about all of those guys. And then next to those guys, you get the big uglies. Solid a solid crew. I I can't like I'm looking at this this list that we got here. I mean Jamari Sawyer, former five star, a guy that while he was in high school they talked about he was gonna be. An all-American, he was gonna be all-pro and all this, and he still got all of that ahead of him. And are we gonna see his best year yet? That's that's what I'm wondering. And then on top of that, I, I just another comment. Let me just say this: Warren McClendon was our best lineman last year. He was awesome. He held that right ta- right tackle spot uh, and did very very well. So I'll, I'm excited about our offensive line. I, I don't know if it's as anchored as it has been in the past uh, couple years. I think it may actually be better than last year, uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. My concern is us finding that structure and finding that four, that, that, those five guys that kind of get that chemistry and figuring out, especially with with Warren Hurt um, and trying to figure out the the center position. I think could be a big deal because that he's out for a few weeks at this stage of the game is pretty significant. And so, um, I I mean, I I just don't – I don't know what he's going to do because what my my fear is is if you have to move Jamari – because it's like, is Jamari going to play left tackle? Like, what's the what's the situation there? Because do we want to put – we've got young guys, we've got a young line. How are we going to 
set that up because that's that's a spot we've got to have some experience in, especially just going into Clemson. I mean, we've just got to have some guys at the left tackle that can control that side of the line because I agree we have a lot of talent here, but are we going to be prepared going into Charlotte? And are we going to have a line that's going to be able to hold up against against Clemson going into that game? Because that's that's where I, I have a little bit of fear. I, I, I feel confident that Luke can, Matt Luke can get us prepared going into the season, but are we going to be ready for game one going into that game? Because that game defines that, that defines the tone. That sets the tone for the rest of our year. First game, the, the hardest game is our first game. And, and, we're talk, and we're talking about all this stuff with our offense. And the nice thing is, is if we have to get to where we're dumping the ball off for, for the, in these situations, if we got to get it to somebody, we got plenty of guys that we can get it to. But we've just got to – if that line is not there, it's going to be a long night in Charlotte. Yeah, it's it's all going to depend on – I mean, honestly, when you get a guy that is hurt, the center position is so unique because, I mean, not every offensive lineman is going to be able to do what the center is going to be able to do, both both mentally and physically. I mean, literally just having that, you know, millisecond that you have to snap the ball and knowing how to properly do it. I mean, think about – Trey Hill a few years ago. I mean, obviously, he played center for a long time for us, but, man, he had trouble with snaps all the time. And it took away from the timing of, of every time that he snapped it over Fromm's head, it took away from the timing of the play. So I, I think it's all going to depend on, so is Erickson, when is Erickson going to be back? Is Van Pran going to fill in for him? Or are they going to move Sawyer into the center and then have trust on the outside? I don't like that. Let me just tell you. I trust got burned. He got burned a lot, and I I didn't like the way that he played last year. I I mean he's a big body, and I appreciate that. But you when you're playing the left tackle, you you gotta have a little bit of big body, and you gotta have a little bit of mobility. And I just don't know if he's gonna end up being the guy. Let me tell you who will be eventually. Amaris Mims will be the guy eventually. I'm not saying it'll be this year. Uh, but it, it's possible that he might move out there because I mean, but we got think about it this way: we got him and Broderick Jones, two five-star tackles that, as of right now, are projected to be sitting on the bench to start the season. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. I'm just a little worried going into the going into it. So that's that's kind of where where I'm at. I'll put it this way: it's probably the position group that I'm second most worried about uh, on the team. Chancy defensive line. How you feeling? I mean, what's our what's our talent level on that side of the ball? It did not make my uh, t- two most concerned positions. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> when you got number ninety nine on there, it uh, you're 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 set. I mean, the guy. I I don't. I still don't think we're grasping how big uh, we are. You and I are. I don't think as a team we are grasping how big of a deal it is that he has come back to play for this senior year. Like it is game, like season changing stuff that number 99 is coming back to play for us. And, um, and that has just got me beyond excited. We've got Jalen Carter. I mean, you look at, you look, I'm looking at my list here. Trayvon Walker had a, had a big year too, Devontae Wyatt. And then we've got these young guys coming in. This it's a pretty stout it's a stout group um, at, at defensive line. Man, Ola JD ninety nine, Swedish Fish King, as we like to call him. <laughs> I mean that guy is a stud, and he's gonna eat up 
at least two bodies every play. So when you got a guy like that who's going to be able to eat up some offensive linemen, and then you got a guy on the outside, or excuse me, next to him, like Devontae Wyatt playing that DT position, I mean, they're going to play the first two downs of pretty much every set of downs, uh, is my assumption. I mean, and Jordan Davis is, I mean, not only is he just a massive human being and potentially my favorite player on this team, but he's also, I mean, the dude can run. The guy is not, I mean, do you remember whenever he chased down the guy uh, in the uh, Cincinnati game? I mean, along the sideline? I mean, he was running step for step with the quarterback. I think it was the quarterback. And I'm just like sitting here, it doesn't make sense physically, but I Jordan Davis is, it, it, he should be obviously a first round pick. He should be all SEC. He should be all American. And he's that good of a player on the defensive side of the ball that people, I mean, you don't get a whole lot of guys over the years that are defensive linemen that are a, a household name, you know, a national name. And, and to me, I think he's at that point where people know, you know, way off in the West Coast in the Pac-12, they're like, yeah, yeah, Jordan Davis, Georgia. Yeah, I know that guy. And then next to next to the Devontae and, and, and JD99, you got two killers, Jalen Carter and Trayvon Walker. So, I, I mean, pick your poison, man. Hey, Trayvon, just expect a big year out of him. This I think is so, gonna too. Be, this is going to be this is going to be a big year for him. He's he's been waiting for his moment and um it's it's about to happen. So, take it to the bank. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Uh <laughs> all right, let's what, what we got next. We got inside linebacker, uh Nicobe Quay Channing. I mean, that's a solid lineup. I I'm looking forward to Quay having a big year. I think Nicobe's going to keep being the guy that we think he can be. Is he going to be more lean? Is he going to be more focused? Is he going to be quicker? Is he going to be stronger? I think that's going to determine if he's that's going to be him either being a, you know, potentially outside of the, you know, maybe third team SEC to to being a first team SEC kind of player. Well, he's going to be uh, he's obviously going to be a staple in our in our defense, I think. He's he's going to be be one of those guys that's uh Obviously, very uh, present and being a a leader on, on our team, I feel I feel good about that. And so um, we've just got we've got solid talent across the board. I mean, you've got between Nakobe and, and, and Quay, you, you're I, I feel I feel great about it. I mean, I think Quay's going to be be great as well. Uh, Nakobe just had so many snaps last year. I mean, the guy was on the field every game and so, or every play, and so I just feel I feel great about that. So. Just across the board, we got young guys coming in too. We're just stacked yep. at linebacker. Yeah, we got Mendon coming in as well, and then Channing is a guy who I think uh, I think I'm pretty sure him and Quay came in the same class. I'm I'm almost positive, but Channing was the guy that I mean, you thought that Channing was going to be the more talented guy coming in, and you know he just has not quite stepped up to the plate, but. I think this year we might see him. I mean, he did a really good job rushing the passer last year on those straight line uh, rushes, but it's going to be interesting to see if he kind of gets into more of a side-to-side role on that. Uh, sticking with the linebackers, we're going to the moving to the outside, though. Is Adam Anderson going to be – is he our number one breakout player for the year, you think? Ooh, going to throw that one throw that one out there. I mean, he's, he's just so primed for it. Like it just makes sense, but I mean, I want to see what you think. I'm not trying to load the question, but I would be surprised if he wasn't kind of thing. I mean, I think he's just with having, but it's just so it's so critical that 
Jordan Davis came back. <laughs> I mean, it sure. really is like setting up his setting up Adam's success, and so I feel great about it. I, I think I think he's going to be a breakout player, and I think we're also going to see Nolan step up too. I think we've been waiting for him to to kind of show up. He Turn has that had flashes. Yeah, and, and I think he's had flashes, and we know what he's capable of. The guy's looking gnarly. I mean, he is looking like he, he looks like he's in peak form right now. But Adams, the guy. But I think you're going to see Nolan step up too and, and be able to play uh, and, and have a have a big difference. Well, Nolan is more physical, and and, and which is yeah. good. I mean, you you want to have. A, I mean, if those guys are swapping in and out. I mean, Adam's going to be the guy that's in there in third down more often than not. But I think there's going to be several sets where they're both going to be in there, and you're going to guy who's a little bit more of a physical brute kind of pass rusher, and then you got a guy who's going to try to beat you around the edge, and and it's going to be a deadly combo. You know, and and, and to be honest with you, I didn't realize that we're somewhat uh, we're a little short on that position. And, I mean, obviously you see the departure of Aziz, Brendan Cox transferred, Jermaine Johnson transferred, and all of a sudden you're like, man, you know, Adam Anderson, Nolan Smith, like those are the guys, and they're the, they are the two guys. And then you have some unproven guys behind them, but all in all still a very talented group. Looking forward to Adam. I don't know if I'm going to put my stamp of, like, he's the breakout player, but he's so primed for it because he – was in kind of a backup role for for a couple of years now, and now he's he's set and ready to go and take that upperclassman role and uh, be a, be a breakout player at, uh, and a large contributor on the team. We're gonna move on to the DBs, which is my number one concern on the team as far as position groups go. It just sucks because I mean I think we have a talented group group here, and we got a couple transfers that are really gonna help us out, but. Man, I, my biggest concern is, from what I understand, Amir Speed is is to right now he's projected to be the starting cornerback opposite of Darian Kendrick, and I wanted to see what your thoughts were on that. I'm very worried. <laughs> um, I'm just thankful we've got a front seven that are just going to be able to be pretty dominant when it comes to getting after the passer and hopefully causing some disruption. We got so many guys just haven't been on our team, and we got young guys. We got transfers and and freshmen. I mean, that's really what we're working with here, and so we've got some experience. And obviously, having that Clemson experience is going to be big. But I'm I'm petrified when it comes to this. I mean, this is the one thing that's keeping me from like I, I feel great going into Charlotte, and uh, and so that's that's where I'm at with when it comes to. When it comes to that, I think Keeley's going to be great. I'm excited about him. Um, I was wanting him, was wanting him ready to go, uh, but I hate that we wasn't able to play. But this, but now I feel, I feel I'm excited about his talent and getting him see him shine. Right now, we're just relying on Kendrick experience and and those kinds of things and that transfer experience getting us through week one. I think that Keeley, I, I'll, I'll put it this way: I think there's a decent chance that. Come September 4th, he's the guy that's opposite of Kendrick. I, I think there's a decent chance of that. I mean, he's getting rave reviews. I mean, whenever you've got a guy like Amir Speed, who has barely even sniffed the field his entire playing career, and he's being projected at the starting spot, it just gives me uneasy feelings, you know. Um, and then opposite of him, though, you got Kendrick, who has that experience. 
he's about to play against his former team in the first game. I don't – I mean, I think that helps us because, I mean, he's played against these receivers. He knows their tendencies. And then on top of that, you've got a guy named Tyke Smith who is going to play that star position – and he can play the safety too. I mean, he can he can probably move into that cornerback position if he wanted to, but he's going to be a guy that's going to be a run. I mean, he's he's I think he was All American last year, second team, second team or third team All American last year. So I mean, you got him, and then our two safeties, seen big hitter, has some trouble with coverage. Chris Smith is kind of the opposite. I mean, which I think makes a little bit of sense. I mean, basically, you got a strong safety and a free safety type situation, but uh, I like both of them. I don't love both of them, but I, I like both of them. I think they're both solid players. No, I'm with you. I think I think having Tykeen's experience is going to be huge. I'm pretty excited about that. Just all of the defensive backfield is just going to be – it's going to be a huge question mark. Do we have guys that are going to step up or not? And that's kind of, that's kind yeah. of where I'm at in the whole yeah. – in the whole thing, and so I can say anything. We can say anything uh, about them, and it's just we just got nothing to go off of. I mean, because everyone, everyone that we're looking at is new, newish to this defense. Sure. <laughs> I mean, and so we just have nothing to, to to base it off of. Even these guys that are have been playing for years, they're new to us. So it's all it's all new. Yeah, you lose Stokes and Campbell last year, you know, and you're just like, well, who who the hell are gonna are cornerbacks gonna be? And then thankfully you feel feel one side in with a guy like Darion, and uh, you you feel a little bit better about yourself. Uh, I just wanted to point out there has not been a whole lot of uh, talk about Latavius Brini, and and which I I found pretty interesting because I know last year after that Chick Fil A Bowl, the Peach Bowl. You know, a lot of people were talking like Brini might be or one of our starting, uh, either probably starting star potentially, uh, obviously get bumped out of that role by Taiki. So where's he going to fit in this defense? Is he going to be – I would have thought that he might have had a better shot of that other corner position than, than Speed, but I think Speed is a little bit more of a true cornerback. So anyway, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting to see if he's going to be able to get in there and get a little bit of playing time. I'm sure he will rotate in. Uh, but, I mean, after how he played in the bowl game, I really thought that there might be a spot for him on that defense. Um, other than that, Chancey, I mean, we got Hot Pod, as they've called him, which I think is a dumb nickname because you can't just reuse the same nickname for the same guys. I mean, for for a different kicker. So we'll, we'll just say his, you know, old, old Pod, you know, he's he's got the leg. Camarda, he's going to have a shank or two every freaking game, man. <laughs> But then he always he always comes back with that crazy punt that gets inside the five, and you just don't know how he does it. Didn't he punt one last year that was like seventy yards? I mean, this. Oh my gotta, god, the, guy, the gotta, dude is incredible. Uh, Except for that one, just just mental lapse he has every single game. Shankopotamus. If he can string it together, where he's just punting punting those buttes the whole the whole time, we're we're in good shape. Agreed. Maybe must champs what he needs. Maybe that's what it is. Most champ will probably eat his ass. <laughs> he probably's like, man, I'm scared of most champ. Cochran, Co- actually, Cochran is just as scary. I don't, I don't think it's much better. Um, Chance, we'll, we'll last last thing on the uh, on the position groups, and we'll get to the schedule, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, 
if you had to pick three players on the team, just overall, either side of the team, to be on your all-dog team, uh, who would it be? The easy number one is Jordan Davis. So, to me, that's Same. that's a no-brainer. Mm. Um, I think there's going to have – so, if I'm if I'm looking at the offense, um, this is kind of a, of a cop-out, but I'm, I'm going JT. I think JT, we've got to have him this year for this season to be – he's got to be able to be that guy on the offense to distribute. We've got so much talent when it comes to our offensive side of the ball that he's going to have to be – he's going to have to, to do that. And so I'm just I'm hoping that he's going to be on the all dog uh, roster this year. Um, and then uh, you know what I am I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling spunky and I'm I'm going to go I'm going to go with Nakobe. I just feel like he's going to I feel like he's going to have a great year. And, and I just he's he's going to become like we've been talking about how Jordan's going to be a staple. I don't think he's going to get the Jordan status, but I think he's going to be a staple making plays. Um, keeping guys contained, I, I just I feel like he's going to be a big he's going to be a big deal going into the season. I I think our defense our offense is getting a lot of the talk this year. Our defense is still going to be unstoppable this season, uh, at least the front seven. And so until we figure out what the defensive backfield is going to look like, um, if we can get that part figured out, I feel good about those three. I, I mean, obviously Jordan Davis is. I mean, Jordan Davis and JT Daniels. I mean, if they're not on the all dog team, then then this team's not going to go anywhere. So I'm going to obviously put those two on there as well. I am going to go with Arik as my third, and just because I think with 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 Pickens basically being, you know, probably not going to play this season. Let's just be honest. If 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 Pickens is going to be out, that opens the door for Arik to have a nasty year. I mean, if and and you know what, like maybe we'll have a, a, a receiver that gets over a thousand yards this season. Who knows? Uh, but we got so many, so many weapons. I feel like this is the first time in a long time that I feel like our offense may actually be better than our defense, and 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 that's saying something because this defense is is pretty pretty damn good, top to bottom. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, JT, JT, and Jordan Davis. Absolutely, should be on the all dog team. So, I think that makes sense. Um, yeah, let's let's make the all dog thing a tradition for every uh, season preview. I thought about that earlier. You know, just full of great ideas here. Uh, chance, you've had a chance to look at this, the schedule here. Uh, what what jumps out at you? What do you what do you think are the trap games here? What, you know, what are you most excited about? Well, the first thing that jumps out at me is just how weird it is, and how, how sucky the home schedule is. <laughs> Yeah, that really it really does blow. Um, and so I'm trying to wrap my mind around that. I, I just I, I'm struggling. Obviously, we got Clemson at the beginning of the year. That really sets the tone going in. Looking at that Arkansas through Florida stretch is very worrisome. Uh, just I mean I think I, I think that Arkansas played us hard last year. We're going to obviously be a different team at the point that we play them. Um, Arkansas is always going to be – I mean, Pittman's got them playing at a different level for Arkansas. I'm not very concerned about the game overall. But then you go into Auburn in October, which is in early October to, at that, which is – we're just not used to that. Kentucky's never a pushover. I mean, we normally outperform them. But then we go into Florida. So we have, I mean, all these SEC games in a row. And it's just it's just pretty – I mean, we're – 
that's a lot. I mean, that's just a lot of that's that's a lot going on there. Obviously, we have the uh, bye week between Kentucky and Florida. Um, so that Auburn game that that's going to be kind of that's going to be kind of kind of trippy. I mean, just I, I, to me, maybe it's just because of where it's at. I just feel like there's a there's something like having it that in that part of the season. We're just not used to that. Yeah, I still hate it. I still hate that that got moved from November. Uh, let me just say, I have to go to a wedding on the Auburn game. I'm not happy about it. I have literally asked for my 30th birthday present to be that I don't have to go to this wedding. And, <laughs> and, and my wife is aware of that. Uh, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, but let me just say, this schedule top to bottom is, is not fun. This is going to be a rigorous test to see if we are a championship caliber team. And the the, the biggest test is going to be the first game. And I think the only thing that benefits us in that game, I mean, there's there are some things. I think there are some positions where we outweigh Clemson for certain. The defensive line is honestly is so the Clemson's defensive line is incredible, and I think about it and I know how they have uh, how they have recruited in the last few years, and I know that there's a lot of guys that came down to, hey, are you going to go to Georgia, Alabama, or Clemson? And they went to Clemson, and let me just say, I still think our defensive line matches up just just as well against their defensive line but at the same time they're deeper that's only that's my biggest concern we don't have quite the depth uh but man it's gonna be that's gonna be a battle and i think that i mean it's gonna be like whoever can whoever can lay the last punch is going to win that game and i mean we'll get into that more hopefully in the next episode but i i think chancy if i'm if i'm gonna pick a trap game I mean, South Carolina is going to be so bad this year. I, I don't. I, I couldn't even label that a trap game. They're going to be so bad. Uh, I'll say that Arkansas is probably the trap game. I mean, I think everybody expects Auburn to be a tough test. I mean, if you're playing at Jordan Hare, it's going to be. It's going to suck. It's going to. It's going to be loud. It's going to be boisterous. Uh, I don't know what their schedule is up until this point, but they might be undefeated at that point because early in the season, uh, or actually, it's halfway through the season. Is it going to be? The Auburn of old, or are we gonna? I mean, I literally had to look up. I couldn't even remember what the name of their head coach was. <laughs> I had to look that up earlier. So I don't know, man. I, I think that Arkansas is gonna be a tougher team this year. Uh, maybe Missouri will be a better team. They're be, gonna be better than last year. But all I can think is how terrible this home schedule is. I mean, why how, why did we get stuck with having Auburn and Tennessee and Georgia Tech on the same rotating side, home and away? I, that 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 upsets me, but anyway, um, yeah, that's my just looking at the schedule. That's kind of my last last few thoughts there. The Kentucky game will be a little bit harder. I, I agree with you. That stretch right there in the middle is, is going to be pretty tough. Well, and it's just it's also just staying focused because we're ta- more talented than all of those teams, and um, by some significant margin, and so. Um, it's just it's just important that we just maintain maintain focus because then you got to go to Tennessee and I mean they're terrible but you just it's just you know, we always have to be mindful of that and so um, and I just hate that that's in November that just really bugs the hell out of me but anyway this whole schedule just really pisses me off uh, just from top to bottom so uh, but congrats for UAB they have a football team again they've had that for a couple of years so good for them we'll 
Let's just go beat the hell out of them. Hey, so they're actually they're actually a pretty good team. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying they should challenge us by any means, but they're they're a pretty good team for for their conference and their their uh, skill level. At uh, least it's not a noon, noon game. Yeah, at least at least the only thing I'll say about that Tennessee being in November is, I mean Knoxville's a terrible city. I hope I never have to go back there again. There are some people that love it. I don't really care for that opinion, but East Tennessee. Appalachia, you know, that's a pretty time of the year in that area. So that's the only thing I'll say about that November time and uh for the Tennessee game. Well, I mean that's 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 pretty that's pretty much all there is for me. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I think we've uh we pretty much covered it. I, I will say that opening weekend of college football is incredible. There are games from Thursday through Monday that are worth watching. I mean, you start off that Thursday on on the second you got Ohio State and Minnesota play each other. Boise State and UCF play each other. And Friday, there's a couple of uh, pretty good games. And then that Saturday slate, I mean, you got Miami, Alabama. You got uh, obviously Georgia, Clemson. You got this uh, Penn State, Wisconsin game. So lots of good games that weekend. Pretty pumped to just sit my tail in front of a com- uh, com- computer, <laughs> in front of a TV, and uh, just have have a ball watching college football. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Uh, just excited to hopefully have full full schedules and and folks getting getting back into hopefully what we come to expect. I, I enjoyed having the room during the the quarantine season. It was nice to be back in the stadium a few games and experience that. But I'm ready to get back to to what we love. And so um, so I'm excited about us getting back to that. So everybody, be safe. Stay stay. Be smart for the next few months. Just get us to. Get us to football, and uh, or I guess say next few months, next few weeks. It's it's here. So um, so let's. Uh, but I, I'm excited about it. Well, the way I put it is, I can't wait to wake up on a Saturday morning, drink a cup of coffee, eat a greasy biscuit, and then the next thing I digest be a Miller Light. <laughs> hey man, that's Gosh. doesn't get any better than that. It gave me all the tinglys right there. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, hey, looking forward to hopefully we can get together again before uh, the Clemson game, but obviously looking forward to another season of Calling the Dogs. Going to be a good time. We'll see how we can navigate all this with me having a you know child, <laughs> but uh, it'll be uh, it'll be fun. We'll figure it out. All right, brother. Go dogs. Dogs on top. <laughs>